They're creepy and they're crawly. They're ooky and they're ooky. They're all together smoky. The Adams family. Their house is a museum. When people come to see them, it really is a scream. The Adams family. Guess I don't really need this. No, we're going to tell the joke, so I guess I do need this piece of paper. Do I need this? We don't serve people with Brewing Network shirts here. We don't serve people with Brewing Network shirts here, sir. We need this piece of paper because it tells the entire story of all the medals that they won. (laughs) We're drinking this beer, so we have to have this story on the show. Although, this is the can that we don't have. Oh, no, it looks just like that. Wow. We do. What do you know? Oh, and we need this one because we have this. This might you want to peruse. Okay. All right. We have this Olympia Brewing Company. All right. All right. All right. This is recording. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell this story. You can? Yes. Speaking of cans. Cans? Why, John? Why are we speaking of cans? This isn't the way the show starts. Oh. Ugh. <laughs> Tequila. <laughs> Ow. Quit it. Ow. You know, that's just out of control, that party. Waking up drunk on tequila, John? Pretty much. <laughs> this is going to be the uh, the faces of death show, I Pretty think. Pretty much. <laughs> well, speaking of death. Yes? Oh, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Perfect. Wow. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Oh, you've got your you got your cozy on. That's so right. Well, because otherwise it gets too cold in your hand. The bouquet is fantastic. On I'm this. sure it is. And we're not even putting it in the proper glass. We're just drinking it right out of the can. You're listening to Beer School. We're here to help you and your friends learn to like more than one kind of beer. There's lots of beers to like. Some beers travel halfway around the world just to get to you, and others come in 12 packs and cans. All the way from probably Irwindale, California. Irwindale, California. (laughs) Learn why beer tastes like it does, how these four styles came about, and all the cans that you might try. Yes, It's about the cans today. But the best part about beer school is... The homework. The tequila. No. (laughs) (laughs) The homework. The homework is beer. Is it? And if that's not enough reason to stop drinking tequila at 2.30 in the morning, I don't know what is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we got a... I always say this, but I actually mean it today. We got a good show today, John. I'm wearing cans. It sounds really good in the cans. This... (laughs) (laughs) Ah, uh, it's too early to go there. I'll I, save that for later. I brought the writer. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, We're drinking some of the world's greatest beer today. This is the Everyman Beer Show. Yes. Yes. That right, show. Right now, I've got, a, uh, I've got an old Milwaukee in front of me. And I have a Hams. They seem to rebrand it with uh, some sort of... Uh, Zen branding. It's got a great big O in it. Om. (laughs) Om. So we're even mixing up the beers on the show. So Motor and I aren't... Not only will will we be drinking at the same time, but we won't be drinking the same thing at the same time. Right. So we can have our debate about what's better uh, all mixed up. 
I'm pretty sure with these beers, colder is better. Well, they've been in the ice since 1030. Sweet. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, the It's even the funniest way to make it cooler. So you go to the, the grocery store into the ice area and you find a plastic bag that's got, you know, that's down in the corner. And right. that's that's the, the uh, cold part. Right, I mean the cold holder, and then you put the cans of beer inside the ice that you dump into it, and then they're nearly frozen. It is. It's perfect. I uh, yesterday was driving through the lovely Sonoma County, Northern California town of Sebastopol, where uh, there was a concrete block liquor store on the side of the road who, and this is very sad, used to have painted on one wall, the coldest beer in town. Uh, What happened? Do they... Did their freezer break? They painted over the sign. Oh, man. That, that's a part of America that's, that's slowly slipping away. That's progress. Yeah. Well, Old Milwaukee, what do we know about this beer? We know that... It, it tastes better cold. It tastes better <laughs> cold. It's actually interesting because it it's a relatively young beer in, in terms of beer history. Created in 1955 uh, by Joseph, Joseph Schlitz Brewing Company. And the idea was to make a low-cost, tasty brew with a hint of hops. I think all of these beers are going to be hint of hops. Yes. You know, like like the perfect martini, although that's arguable, <laughs> where you basically go into the other room and whisper vermouth. Vermouth. <laughs> You've got to go in the other room and do that. Why did they name it all Milwaukee? Do we know? Were they just trying to evoke a gentler, simpler time? I don't know why. <laughs> I do know that they that they branded themselves by hiring the Swedish bikini team. Oh, that's who did that. That's who did that. Oh. The big surprise. And like, why is the Swedish bikini team repping this American light lager? They were paid? They were. <laughs> uh, since I'm the one drinking the oh. Old Milwaukee, uh, it's crisp and not that bad. <laughs> crisp and not that bad. You know why I like this beer? Why? It tastes good. Those are all, you know, I, I, I pick up some uh, a gentle hint of kiwi, a bit of horse blanket, and some coriander. You're lying. I am lying. <laughs> you, know, you know what this beer tastes? Do you know what the flavor is? Beer. Cold. <laughs> this beer tastes like beer. It's cold Milwaukee. Cold Milwaukee. That's funny. Cold. So you just put a C there, and that's their new marketing campaign. Yeah. Well, you know, by the by the end of the show, we will have gone through all these beers and maybe discerned a difference. I think this is actually going to be tougher than our uh, our lawnmower beer show. In 1991, the Center for Science in the Public Interest. Now, why is there a Center for Science in the Public Interest? Because Dr. Evil runs science against the public interest. I want a million dollars. No, 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 no. Uh, pronounced the Swedish bikini... Bikini ad, unfair, misleading, and irresponsible. Uh, female employees of the Stroh Brewery filed a lawsuit against their employers stating that their ads, which portrayed women as giggly, jiggling idiots who have large breasts and small minds, helped foster a work environment that encouraged sexual harassment. It's like the toy factory on Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> So right here in San Francisco, there is an ad agency that created the Swedish bikini team. Ah. Hal Reine and Partners. Yes. He's famous for uh, Ronald Reagan's Morning in America uh, campaign. It only ran for a whole – the campaign lasted for a year. 
I thought the Swedish bikini team went forever. Like, <laughs> like it was like this phenomenon that lasted. I mean, I remember this from 1991 as being this thing. They hung out for a really long time. Of course, that could be because they had the Playboy edition. Of- or or you tape the you tape the ads and watch them over and over Very and over much. again. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, so, Hal, Hal Rainey, if you if you, he's got this voice, he was the he does a lot of his own voice stuff, and he's his firm I think got uh, bought out by somebody else, and he's an old guy now. But if you remember the "It's Morning in America," that's his voice. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Well, we tried to get them. What are the Swedish girls doing now? Uh, one of them uh, applied to be the intern, but she wasn't qualified because we look at the minds, not the bodies here at beer school. Um, and the breasts were too large and uh, her mind was too small. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of. She couldn't see her feet. She poor couldn't girl. see her feet. <laughs> How could she not see her feet? Oh, while looking well, straight she down. Was, while she was looking straight down. While, straight down while standing. The, yeah. She yes. could have moved, bent over to see her feet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the if I break out crying during the show, John. Uh, so their old slogan was, it doesn't get any better than this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just went to the supermarket. I found the cheapest beer I could find. Now I'm getting wrecked on it. It doesn't get any better than this. <laughs> Crazy. So what are, where is it being brewed now? Um, my... Yes, I have not fully researched the old Milwaukee, but I believe it is a currently a Miller product. That's correct. And that would probably be, if they do it geographically correct, it would be coming from beautiful Irwindale, California. Geographically correct again. Uh, that's where uh, a million years ago, the Raiders were rumored to be building a football stadium in Los Angeles. In the brewery? No, in Irwindale. Oh, okay. Um, Irwindale... I think it's on the 210 freeway, uh, sort of <laughs> in the part of uh, the greater Los Angeles area that nobody really ever goes to unless they, you know, are driving by it. There were a lot of quarries and big holes in the ground. They were going to put the football stadium in one of the big holes in the ground. And you also see the big Miller Brewery. And Irwindale is uh, famous because that was uh, on the old Lowenbrow ads. Lowenbrow, Irwindale, California. Oh, uh, how about that? Yes. Supposedly, Old Milwaukee has won top honors at the Great American Beer Festival. Yes. How about that? At one point or another, it says, according to this article in Wikipedia, which is genius. (laughs) Well, they have categories for everything. Yeah, they have categories for light American lager. The one that always freaked me out was uh, premium American lager. What is that? That's Michelob. Uh? Yeah. Did they lobby for this? No, no, award? no. I think it's a, no, no, no. I mean, like the people, Michelob. Did they call the GABF guys and say, "Please, can we have this category?" I don't know what the deal is. We could. We ask, can find that. We out can ask a month them and a half. exactly. We're going to be able to ask those guys every single question that's been on our mind about beers and awards. Beers and awards. <laughs> They don't know that the two go together. They don't list any awards on their can here. For that's because that's not an award-winning beer anymore from the Strobe Brewing Company. It's it's a brand in or name, excuse me, a beer in brand name only. Yes. Carefully brewed with genuine malted barley, pure water, cereal grains, 
and selected hops. How do you fakely, <laughs> fakely roast barley? I don't know. You get uh, it's oh, you get barley browning sauce, like you know microwave browning sauce sure, for sure. whoever decides that they need to do a roast <laughs> beef in the microwave. Microwave browning sauce is yeah, this a real thing? It's a real thing. <sighs> Come on, you. I mean, it was. I probably, don't have a. It was probably 1978 or 79 when we got a microwave. Yeah. And for a while, you know, my mother was playing March Simpson or something. And I believe we were trying to figure out how to cook meat in a microwave. Why? Because it was the future. Yeah. Come on. Remember when the future used to be exciting? And Instead rabbits of, you know, were going to be painted orange. I remember uh, Volkswagen things used to come in orange. I think that was one of the few colors. You remember get. those bunnies that they, that they uh, grafted the... The DNA from a jellyfish and they glowed? No. Yeah, it's a true story. They grafted <laughs> bunnies. They grafted the, the fluorescent part of the jellyfish onto the bunny. And so when you when you shined a black light on a bunny, it glowed. What was the purpose? Glowing bunnies. The future of bunnies. Oh, poor bunnies. Well, see, maybe it was old Milwaukee's new ad campaign to have glowing bunnies instead of Swedish bikinis. Because, <laughs> you know, rabbits drinking beer are funny. Glowing rabbits drinking beer are even funnier. You can see them hopping around the bar. <laughs> hop, hop, hop. Oh, we've lost it, John. <laughs> Where's the show going? I hope somebody, I, you know. <laughs> this, Where's our help? This was I a, feel like all of a sudden we've been abandoned by our brains. Was, this was a great idea doing these beers in a can and i think that we've speaking of the swedish bikini team we've donned bikinis and we've become small-minded i'm going for the beer that i have the least faith in being tasty right now <laughs> okay and what is that beer well you can see it right well, there no, John. I would... it's in front of your eyes okay i know so, i know well, this is oh it's radio that's right this is the infamous paps blue ribbon Favorite Pops. beer of Dennis Hopper in uh, Blue Velvet. Really? What you drinking, boy? Pabst. Heineken. Heineken. Blip, blip, blip. Paps Blue Ribbon. If you want to see a really scary, 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 psychotic person in a movie, go rent Blue Velvet. It's also got Laura Dern, who's dreamy. And Kyle McCoy. When was that movie made? That would have been uh, probably 86 or 87, because I remember going to see it in college. Hmm. Paps Brewing Company is an American company founded in 1844 by Jacob Best. Yes, it's uh, it's one of the first beers you learn about if you read uh, that book that we read. The Ambitious Brew. Ambitious Brew. Very good, John. The last brain cell didn't die last night. No. It it's went... very lonely right now. <laughs> yes, my entire brain is being powered by a single brain cell. Tequila was very good, though. Good. You're not a tequila fan, I know. Yeah. See, Dr. Bill should have been with us. He would have been enjoying that party. I don't appreciate the finer things in life. Like cigars and wine and... I like wine. Truffles. I like wine. And PBR. PBR, this is the... So this is the, the re... This is like the, the out-of-nowhere beer. This is what all the hipster kids with the stupid mesh caps are drinking. This was like four years ago. This phenomenon shows up and like... it. It's in the bar. Everyone's drinking PBR. I'm like, why? What? Where? Who? Where? It was like, like, no, it's PBR. It's cool. Yes. Like, okay. It tastes like, 
Huey Lewis wrote a song once called "Hip to Be Square." Right. That's that, <laughs> that is the square the square beer. Yes. It's a beautiful red, white, and blue can. I think that's part of the uh, you know part of the thing. One of the reasons why it stuck around is that it kind of looks America. This is the original Pabst Blue Ribbon beer. Nature's choicest products provide its prized flavor. Only the finest of hops and grains are used. Selected as America's best in 1893. So I'm going to take a sip of this, and I'm going to find out how low the bar was set in 1893. <laughs> well, it's kind of interesting. This was made, this brewery originally had was an 18-barrel brewery. That's not much bigger than most of the breweries, the most craft breweries. Yeah, 14, 14 seems to be a 14, 8, 12, something like that. Um, I mean, that's a tiny brewery. Yeah. And even if you brew all the time, you're still not going to be that have that much capacity. So this was bought by Frederick Pabst, who was a steamship captain. Uh, he bought his share in the Best and Company Brewery, and they were already bottling beer under the Best Select name in 1875. It must be great if your last name is Best, because then you could say you're the best. I am not the best. I don't even know the best. You got a beer named after you, though. <laughs> yeah, it's tourist beer. Oh, it's made in Canada. Who did I run into yesterday? Oh, this is horrible. I'm drawing up like I killed a lot of brain cells yesterday. Yeah, too. you. Where did Where did you kill brain cells? I killed brain cells as what I've got to say is the second best brewing festival that I've ever been to. That would be the Russian River Brewing Festival at Stumptown Brewery in beautiful Guerneville, California, my hometown. On the river. On the river. On a grassy beach along the river. It's a beer fest and barbecue contest. Sounds amazing. So your your ticket not only gets you all the beer you want, it also gets you all the barbecue you want. That <laughs> is where I should have gone yesterday. <laughs> I should not have gone to the worldwide, actually, the yearly party known as the tequila party and it needs no other it's like oktoberfest yeah exactly tequila party <laughs> the, and it's not just tequila party but the tequila party yes and everybody who's into tequila knows about this party and they're like wait a minute you're a guide at that party yeah i'm you know i'm wearing the shirt i'm the guy who's you know who's guiding everybody to the next tequila that they should have i heard your sister-in-law really liked one that came in a triangular <laughs> bottle Oh, you heard, you heard about this. This is hilarious. John, John, you know, sometimes for the worst, I know everything. How funny is this? So now, so now I'm known as the bastard for introducing her to possibly the best tequila that she's ever had. But it's never going to be – there's never going to be another bottle of it. I was, it, it, I, it was 10 years old. <laughs> it hasn't been It hasn't been made at that – that distillery has gone, right? <laughs> Bold, bulldozed or sold to somewhere else. Right. And so – because the you know, tequila capacities need to be raised. So they moved their facility from one place to another. That brand name of the tequila is still being used. But that blend, that – distillation the never magic. the magic it's never going to happen and she was like okay we're staying until this is gone i heard i heard she wouldn't let it out of her hands no she, she wouldn't was more than happy to share a little bit with other people yeah, exactly she's like mine, mine. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best tequila i've ever had I'm like all right well uh i had some really good ribs yesterday i had this one rib 
uh, the barbecue consisted of uh, a lot of pork ribs, some beef ribs, and uh, chicken wings. And one of the pork ribs, I walked over, and some of the guys barbecuing, <laughs> I can't believe I don't have uh, food poisoning today. Some of the stuff was pretty undercooked as it got busier. Oh. But I got one, and I looked at it, and it was, I don't know what sort of stuff they put on it, but it had to be brine. Because I looked at it, and they were pink. Uh-huh. And I go, oh, this is going to be a rubbery one. I don't think, oh, I shouldn't eat this. It might get me sick. I just go, I'm going to have to chew extra on this one. <laughs> and I picked it up, and it was tender and perfect. So it had to be brined. Right. It was, it was an amazing uh, rib. Wow. Yeah. In 1882, this is why this beer is called Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. They started tying a blue ribbon around the neck of the bottle because it had won a blue ribbon. So by, this is crazy, by 1902, and this is 13 years later, Right. They're still putting a ribbon on the bottle of the beer as if, you know, that award still signified the thing. They were making 10 million yards of blue ribbon. <laughs> it was a, a factory had to work around the clock for a year to make that much fabric. Excellent. That's crazy. Wonder when they stopped making the ribbon <laughs> when the ribbon deal got cut. Pun intended. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, see, I see your writers back from vacation. Exactly. He was at the party too. When the when the ribbon deal got cut, they must have been really sad to lose that contract. I know. Like, what do you mean you don't? We we've built a factory around making this little strip of this blue fabric. It's all shiny and berrylicious. 10 million yards of ribbon. You know, there's probably like three feet of it left. Some collector has it and goes, this is the last yard. Ken's got some. Yeah. <laughs> I got a spool from the ribbon factory that used to supply PBR with their blue ribbons. Hmm. I wonder if he would give us an inch. If he gives us an inch, we'll take a mile. <sighs> 10 million yards. That's a lot. Well, Paps dies, 1904. Leaves control of the business to his son, Fred Jr. and Gustav. Gustav! And then they made the big change. They started using caps instead of corks. Uh, so it was cork and a blue ribbon. Corked and a blue ribbon. But then... I don't know. It doesn't say. Oh, you know. <laughs> But then... Oh, that page didn't print. Then with the caps, they just went nuts. And they said, you know... If we just put a picture of a blue ribbon on the label with a red stripe, that would probably be. You know. So it was. It was. A bit, it would have been prohibition that would have ended the contract for the blue ribbon. Ah, there was no choice. They didn't have any beer making facilities. Thus, the need for no ribbon. Exactly. The need for no ribbon. Yeah, the writers lost it. You know, Van Halen's going back out on tour with David Lee Roth. Did you see the press conference? No. Dave is like sh- is standing on the stage, and Eddie's trying to say something, and and Eddie can't say a word because DLR is going on and on and on <laughs> like DLR always did. Um, they said the wisest thing that I was already thinking when they announced it on K Fog. What's that? They said, you know, they're playing San Jose toward the end of the tour. 
Dave probably still won't be with the band by then. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought the exact same thing because, uh, you know, you could start a little pull. How far is how far is Dave going to make it with the band until they kick him out or he leaves again? 1935, Paps was the second brewer following Kruger, Kroger, Kroger beer to put beer in cans. Beer in cans, that's what we're drinking today. I know, pretty much. It's been sitting here. It came with a, a picture of an opener on the side with the opening instructions. So how are you supposed to open a beer with a picture of an opener? Well, you're supposed to look at the picture and go, I can get one of those. But what if you don't have an opener? Like, you're supposed to just rip the picture off the side of the can. I would say that you take a uh, ten-penny nail. <laughs> smack it in. Smack it into the top that of the That doesn't go with the instructions, though. But you have to be wily. You have to think about what you need to do. You need to get into that can of beer. You need to get that delicious, uh, grainy flavor. In 1958, they were producing 3.9 million barrels of Paps Blue Ribbon. Delicious. Sending it all around this great country of ours. From the redwood forests to the Gulf Stream waters. Then it got quiet. And well, then... no, because it's interesting. I was like, I'm reading the next part. They were making 18 million barrels in 1977. So we were talking about the when we were doing the uh, the Miller beer. Uh-huh. We quoted something about the number of million barrels that they oh, were Miller, doing. How much Miller Lite was being sold or yeah. something. Yeah, and it was significantly similar to this beer or to this number. Uh-huh. It was like 20 million barrels in the first year. Yeah. That's how many people jump ship to they flip the to mark yeah, to flipping the switch. Like, whoa. And these guys must have been like, Where did our beer drinkers go? I mean that, <laughs> that had to be significant. Yeah. You were yeah, you were grabbing other spots out of the market. There was a fancy new beer. They have a crazy amount of active beers that they're still brewing at the Paps Brewing Company, which is in Woodridge, Illinois. Ah. What are they brewing? Valentine Ale, Black Label, which I thought was brewed in Canada. <laughs> Remember that? A, a yeah. Carling Black Label? Yeah. Kennel of Black Labs when you got a 24 of them? <laughs> Bla- Blatt's, another... <laughs> Blatt's, Champagne, Colt 45. <laughs> I'm sure there was a Colt 45 or two at the concert last night. <laughs> uh, Jacob Best, what's that? That was the founder of the Paps Saloon Cup. Yeah, but what? where do we get that beer? I don't know. It says it's active. Lone Star. That's interesting. I thought Lone Star was Lone Star Brewing Company. It was. Bummer. Only was Olympia Brewing Company. McSorley's. That McSorley's guy. from uh, beautiful the East Village. McSorley's Irish Ale. But he's sore that he doesn't have that anymore. McSorley's Black and Tan. Now, that's interesting. Do you have to carefully carry the can <laughs> as to not mix it up? Or is it, is it the special can that has an opener at both ends? It's got a widget that separates the beer into two parts. That's crazy. How does that work? Well, they brew half of it with olive oil, so the, the oily part floats to the top. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. National... Like I just showed you a dead bird, John. <laughs> and you're pretending that you're a 12-year-old girl. Ew. <laughs> At least I don't have an iPhone where I'm emailing everybody going, look at the dead bird, look at the dead bird. You know why I'm sad? No, why? The T-3rd is 
there now. So I feel like I need to go throw myself under a bus today. I really <laughs> or do. under a train. No, no, under a bus. Oh, right, because there's no bus near here. National Bohemia, Old Milwaukee, Old Style Olympia, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon! Hey, wait. <laughs> this is the same brewing company that's making the beers. All our beers come out of the same hose, John. Pearl, Pearl Light, Piles. What's Pearl, pi- pearl Necklace. What's Piles? Piles uh, is... I've seen a lot of old beer memorabilia stuff for Piles. Piles uh, of beer. All of these... Uh, there, was a, there was a period, I think, in the 80s where there was a massive consolidation mm-hmm. of all the old regional brands into one company. And what you're doing is you're reading the list of all these old regional brands. Um, we haven't gotten to our my favorite of these yet. Schaefer? Uh, Oli. Schlitz. It's not on this list, you know. Oli's not on that list? No, Oli's not on this I list. I you just read Oli. I did not. Ah. Did I? Hold on. No, just what you were going down. If you didn't. Just... Oh, yeah, Olympia. Yeah. Right. Uh, Oli Hams. Schlitz Schmitz Special Export. Schlitz Schmitz. Saint Say Ides. that ten times fast in front of your grandmother <laughs> and see if you get your face slapped. <laughs> Stag, which is, you know, for the party. Yes. And uh, Strohs and Pabst Ice. Ooh. Hmm. They probably call it Pabst Ice. 1983, it purchased another famous name in the U.S. brewing. Which one? Uh, 21st Amendment? This, this uh, first foreign beer to end up on the Chinese mainland. That's the, important. The corporate headquarters moved to San Antonio, Texas. Oh, that's the reverse the reverse takeover of Lone Star. Yes. Okay. Why didn't they just call it Lone Star? Well, they're also, and I think I, we got we got mail on this a long time ago about the, uh, the Pearl Brewery in mm-hmm. San Antonio. I was down there. I was down there to prevent to present a technical paper at a conference in San Antonio last spring under my assumed alias name that I used in my professional life. And driving to town, I saw this beautiful old brewery. Wow. It's like, it's like a rerun from a couple of shows ago. Hmm. I, sh- I should practice saying the same thing for different shows. John, your 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 That's fascinating. Your beer is your beer is just sitting there it's fascinating the story okay everyone needs to go and read this because it's a lot of big numbers 63 million 84 million big numbers like 2004 317 million there's a lot of money behind this thing the pbr rival (laughs) yeah they they figured out i mean the smart company figured out that there's a lot of money in in this niche of the beer market and that they can consolidate everything and uh pump it out so this is really the counterculture. Um, that's the counterculture beer, the unbeer. You know the well. This is the that's this, what the kids are drinking. Well, yeah, but this is also what the brewers are drinking, right? This is like the like the brewers are tired of making, or excuse me, of drinking the beers that they're making right. for whatever reason. And when they get home after a hard day at work, they are not reaching for an a fifty five degree IPA. <laughs> They're reaching for an ice cold Paps Blue Ribbon beer. Because Dennis Hopper drank it. And he's cool. A little bit crazy. But well, cool. but cool. Well, it's won a bunch of awards, too. 
the prettiest beer in a red, white, and blue can. Let's see what the last. Let's see what the last uh, award that it won. Two thousand six Beastor IPA Festival. No. American style lager Blatz won, but PBR. When was the last time PBR? All right, two thousand six American style lager won a gold medal for Pabst Blue Ribbon. Sweet. So that's a couple years ago. Huh. Must be pretty good. As we record this in August of 2007, because you have to remember, these shows are going to live on forever. Oh, yeah, we have to put the time when we actually recorded it. <laughs> As we live at the uh, the top of the food chain on iTunes for how many consecutive months now? All of them. <laughs> so evidently... evidently uh, you know P- what that is? That's the laugh of pride. <laughs> PBR is a frequent sponsor of NPR's Car Talk. Now, is that promoting... Fixing and drive or fixing and drinking. I gotta think. God, when was the last time I listened to Car Talk? I do not remember them sponsoring it. Uh, but no, I think the sort of the cars that they talk about on Car Talk, it's the Shade Tree Mechanic. It's sort of like the the car repair version of the lawnmower uh, pusher. Sure. So you've got your old '56 uh, coupe out in the back that you're restoring. And by restoring, that means you have a broken down car in the backyard that your wife wants to kill you for. And every now and then you go out there and you open the hood and you poke around at things while you drink a beer. I'm painting a rich, rich, rich picture of American life under a beautiful tree, high grass. You can smell the green of the grass. You can feel the rough texture of the rusty fenders. Amazing. If it was a cartoon, you could see the the hood. (laughs) Drop down on the guy's head, and you hear. So, this is the funny thing about the PBR revival part. It's the towns that that it became popular quickly: Portland, Oregon, San Francisco, California, Chicago, Chicago, Seattle. Yep, and Richmond, Minneapolis, and this is the funny one: Omaha. Omaha. You know a lot about Omaha, don't you? I know more than I need to know. <laughs> I'm going to go throw myself under a bus, Tom. That would make <laughs> me feel better today. It's all about that bus I hope I, you know, I hope I get run over a lot and don't really die, because then I can think about what I've done. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get the bus that has the more wheels. I wish I, wish I had. You know, the, the extendo bus that has the wheels in the middle and the wheels at the end? The wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round. It wasn't. Round the writer was saying, "No, you're not singing that song." Speaking of singing that song, hold on one second. Are we taking a break? No. Oh. Well, while you sing that song, shh. Oh, I should keep talking while you set that up. Yeah. Eleven million times a day. That means they sold eleven million beers a day during that campaign, the disco campaign, nineteen seventy nine, from Schlitz Beer. Um, we don't actually have a Schlitz because the local was out of those that style, so we mixed it up with a couple of other different things. Okay, everything's much better. 
We just played a disco song on beer school. <laughs> I don't like disco very There's much. There's nothing wrong with disco, Tom. You know, I like what you like, and you don't like what I like. <laughs> Wait, that's not it. It's like I like what I like, and you like what you like, and I, I don't have, and I don't have to like what you like. Exactly. A disco Schlitz song. Yeah, it's kind of funny. When I was going to get Schlitz, but they were out. <laughs> so let's go back to. Uh, I'm going to pick the year as 1977. Okay. Uh, would have been about 11, and it was the good old Russian River Rodeo, and. Uh, Part of the seating, they had old uh, grandstands uh, bolted together. They also had seating made out of hay bales. And I remember sitting up there because it was fun crawling around on the hay bales. And the vendors who would come around going, ice cold Schlitz, ice cold Schlitz. <laughs> and when you're 11, that's the funniest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> it is funny. I always root for the horses and the cows, too. Go cows. Oh, that's motor at beerschool.com. <laughs> Go cows. <laughs> Schlitz was uh, founded by Joseph Joseph Schlitz. <sighs> that had to hurt. <laughs> so they probably called him Joe. Joe Schlitz. Which is kind of like saying Joseph, but smashing the two words together. Right. Joe Schlitz. He was 20 when he founded this brewery in 1850. Flourishing in the uh, beer industry in pre-Civil War Milwaukee. Pre-Civil War Milwaukee, that's way before Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, right? Yep. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're just reading, we're just fascinated by this whole story. For, for all of you, uh, if I, I can't believe we're doing a show today, is all I can say. <laughs> Between the two <laughs> of us? That's the quality of what we put together. Look, I'm getting prepared here, John. Let's yeah. talk some more about the beer. Let's so, talk some more about the beer. And you need to have one of these. Oh, yes. Oh, did I already give you one no, of those? No, I don't have one of those. You can have one of those. All right. Um, it's, almost, our, it's almost the same color. The quality of our show is equaling the quality of the beer that we're drinking. You know what's really funny about these two beers, the Olympia and the Hams? Yeah. They have the exact same top. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, it's the same gold top. It's the same shape. It has the same letters on it. It all comes out of the same beer hole. <laughs> it's got to be the same beer. And it's got the same gold color. No, it's the same white. <laughs> no, it's not. Actually, it's a little bit different. Yes. They didn't totally copy it, but the bottoms look exactly the same. <laughs> oh god so um i'm still on the pbr you're you're going for the ollie here yeah putting it into your little cozy um and as i as i start to do my research here it's funny because uh they they uh tasked their advertising agency with coming up with a new branding for ollie that wouldn't make it reflect being someone's dad's beer and ollie was when he wasn't drinking german stuff my dad's beer. I was always fascinated because it's got the picture of the train or a bridge on the front of the can. So that that excited and me. And an upside down horseshoe, which is actually unlucky. Correct. But it says good luck on it, so that cancels that out. Pretty much. And it says tum water underneath. <laughs> is that water that's filled with uh, antacid? It's the name of the town outside of Olympia, Washington, which oh. is about an hour south of beautiful Seattle. Uh, where the brewery was until just a couple of years ago when it moved to Irwindale. I'm sure it says on this piece of paper. So evidently it's the water that makes Olympia 
uh, beer tastes like it does. Um, the when Oli finally shut down in Olympia, mm-hmm. a lot of people working there went on to open microbreweries. That's a good idea. Yes, I would like to know what those are, but I guess I'll have to do some more thinking. And it's not on this piece of paper. Thinking and thunking. History of Olympia. There's a link. Evidently, this was the beer of choice in Thunderbolt and Lightfoot with Clint Eastwood and Jeff Bridges. Oh, yeah. That was a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it had a really depressing end. What happened at the end of Thunderbolt? The, the guy, the... The Jeff Bridges? Lightfoot. Clint Eastwood made a lot of really good ones around. Got there. smacked in the head with a shovel or something, and he became brain damaged. Oh. And so while they're while they're stealing the money or unstealing the money from picking up the money, that's a better way to say it. Picking up the money from the behind the blackboard, Opa just ruined it, of the schoolhouse, they um he's having more and more problems uh-huh. with motor functions. Uh-huh. Not your functions, but just in general. And uh by the end, he's just bleh, and then they're driving down the road in the Cadillac. Uh, convertible, um, and he's done. Drinking cans of Oli. Yep. Sweet. Oli's made by artisans. Tastes like water. Tastes like water. It, it does. Was, it was actually a good light beer. Seriously, this doesn't even taste like wa- like beer. It tastes like water. <laughs> it's weird. I don't think I've ever had. I don't think I've ever had a beer quite like this. We should do it against Coors Light. Oh, there, there we go. Then we'd have to find where this came from again. Oh, uh, Jug Shop. Okay. And I still have a couple of cans in my fridge. Because the other place didn't. Because you have to buy all most of these beers 12 at a time. Exactly. These are going to be around forever. Well, we're going to donate them to the party that we're going to go to after this. Although I don't know why I'm going to another party. What party? Claudia's birthday party. I'm not going to Claudia. Happy birthday. birthday to Claudia. Happy birthday to Claudia. I'm not going, though. I wish you well, though. Well, thank you very much. I'm going to go find a bus to throw myself under. <laughs> okay, what haven't I had yet? Oh, Tom yeah. Water, 1896 until 2003. Keep speaking while I dig around in Henry Weinhard, Rainier Brewing Company in Seattle. Miller. Aha. Miller closed the Olympia Brewing Company in July 1st of 2003, citing unprofitability of such a small brewery. It's, you know, now I'm going to pontificate here. Uh, this is my pontificating voice. Um, How could they not make money with that? The sad thing The sad thing is... Why didn't they just reconfigure it for a better beer? The beautiful Pacific Northwest yeah. had... And I'm going to get one of these wrong... Um, up until just a few years ago, had four re- the, the four remaining regional breweries that were all functioning and making their beer and selling their product. North to south, it was Rainier in Seattle, uh-huh. Olympia in Tumwater, outside the state capital of uh, Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember who it was, but there was one in Vancouver, Washington. That's Lucky Lager. Yes. And then uh, Henry Weinhardt's in Portland. Right. You, ha- you San Francisco lost its last regional brewery. Probably in the seventies. Probably. Uh, oh yeah, I, you can see it out the window. It's it's where. Oh, well, that was that was Hams. There was also uh, where the Costco is now. That was the. Um, God, what? I don't know. 
My brain just died. Like Acme or something like that? No, Acme was Santa Rosa, and Acme lasted until the late 60s. Um, Was it another? I don't know. I've got it somewhere, and I've got pictures uh, of the thing being bulldozed in the uh, probably the really – sometime in the middle of the 80s. The uh, Tubes, greatest band of all time, as opposed to the Mayfire, the greatest band of the 21st century – their last their last album during their original um, their original go, Love Bomb. They have uh, photographs of the band looking very eighties and sort of gothy mod taken in the abandoned brewery. Oh wow! So, but now in the days of CDs, they never stick liner notes or pictures or anything in the thing. So you probably are never going to see that picture of the band dressed up in their fancy Comme de Gosson clothing at the old uh, brewery down on Eleventh. I heard that. Mm. Is that the uh, the the boar's foot soup or whatever the hell it was yep. that Eddie made for yep. the tequila party? Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> at two thirty, wait, no, that came out at about one. That was just what I needed. <laughs> he said it was it was specifically formulated. To it be was just what people needed at that point. He made he made it with mezcal. So it's like the fancy chef version of my friend's bacon wrapped tater tots. Yeah, exactly. What else do we have to talk about? So, did this, did this, did, did this. I'm sorry, I can't resist saying that, John. <laughs> I can't resist saying that because there was a comedian who would do that. Oh, it was Steve, it was Steve Martin on, I think it's comedy. Uh, no, it's not comedy. He's not pretty. But one of, his, one of his albums, he just like gets there at one point. He stops. He goes, okay, did this. Well, Janine Garofalo has that as her closing. She'll go through all her list of everything that's there. Oh, you know who I ran into the other day? No. And I didn't have a card, so I couldn't pitch them. Who? The Mythbusters. John. I was like, you know, so the idea is there's this concept called lucky, ready, useful. And I've written about this. I have none of those things right now. So I was lucky. There there they were, Uh hanging out at the same restaurant where I was. Was I ready? No. Didn't have my beer school card on in my wallet on your person and i didn't have and it's really tough i mean i had a different card and i could have said hey i do this show called beer school but then here's this card that doesn't say beer school on it right and it would have just it wasn't gonna work so i'm like you should always carry a coaster with you always carry a coaster that says beer school on it and after we turn off the mics i got a story to tell you about coasters all right, but I'm not going to tell. So Bob and I'm not going to tell that story on the air. So Bob and Doug have been told that they have to count or that they have to figure out how long the pier is over here at um, by the uh, yacht that club. Place. Okay. By the yacht club, and so they don't have a measuring tape. Uh huh. So they figure out, hey hoser, we can just. Figure out how long the board is, eh? And how many slits there are, eh? And then we can just count them and then add them up, eh? (laughs) And so Bob's like, hey, that's a great idea, eh? Let's count. You count slits, I'll count slats. (laughs) Because they're not one-to-one. No, because they're not (laughs) one-to-one. You know what? If you get too many slits, 
That makes a hole. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, Bob and Doug. Can I apologize to everybody listening for the quality of today's show? Bob and Doug start <laughs> counting slits and slats. And so, Doug's counting slits and Bob's counting slats. And so, they're going one, two. It's kind of simultaneously. And suddenly, what happens is Doug falls in the ocean. He's like, hey, hoser, you got a wet head, eh? <laughs> oh, God. It's like, <laughs> oh, it's like, it's like I can't. I John, can't. you know what all your jokes are like. You see, you see those cartoons where the guys climb to the top of the Himalayas, the most long arduous tasks, and he asks the guy sitting at the top of the mountain the meaning of life, and he's sort of like, "Always oh, keep your shoes tied." That's what your jokes are like. No, no, <laughs> just no. this huge There's strenuous no. exertion, and when you get to the end, it's like, really? <laughs> no, wethead. You know what you do is you take a six-pack and you shake one of the cans up, and then you draw them out one by one, (laughs) and you have to open them close to your face because one of them is going to explode. No, I told the joke (laughs) wrong, eh? So it's like... A man walks into a bar with his dog. The bartender says, we don't serve dogs here. God, where have we gone? John, talk to me about your Oli. Oh, it tastes like water. It tastes like well, water. I'm going to try the hams because the hams is what you had prior to the Oli. Right. So, Land uh, of sky blue For those water. people listening at home, we're getting back to content. Um, so this beer is going to have a strong flavor that is going to bias your palate following it by the lighter Oli. So let's see. Okay. He's gonna, I'm, I'm currently examining the can. examining the can. They've got a, oh, they've got a griffin as their, a griffin with a sword. As their uh, little icon. Yes, they do. With a bunch of hops surrounding it. Yes. And it's all got a bundle tied together, but it's not really a bundle. It's more like a... It's a bindle. It's a something. It says 1865 on it. Oh, the hams does have the most flavor. Um, the three beers that I've had it so far. It says Union Made, and there's a weird number, B987202B, and could be an exclamation point. John, that's my social security number. It is not. <laughs> uh, this beer does have more flavor than either the Old Milwaukee or the PBR. It's also tending towards sweet. Kind of like the Miller. Yeah. Same vein, possibly. I'm done with my veins, except the one I'm going to slash open. <laughs> this is the, I'm going to go to Amoeba and buy a bunch of Smith's records this afternoon. <laughs> go home it's, and, just, it's just that way. Yes. Oh, if you way. like beer, you'll love Schlitz. If I find a bus on the way, I'm going to crawl under it. <laughs> what else do I know? I don't know. <laughs> Did very you much. just say if you like beer, you'll love Schlitz? What brilliant person wrote up that campaign? 1953. It's the Schlitz advertising campaign. And check this out the guy's chatting up the blonde. Yes. Oh, look at this. We got pictures and yeah. everything. For the people at home, this would be off of Wikipedia. Where we get all of our alleged facts. Ooh, she's pretty hot. She is pretty hot. Hey, you like? they do have nice Pilsner glasses. They do have though. very nice Pilsner glasses. I'll give them that much. You know, at least they put it in their proper glass, unlike today, where we're not even doing proper anything. Can beer. We're drinking beer out of cans. Pretty much. Cans out of beer. If I wasn't here, I'd be killing myself right now. <laughs> uh, it's on the Do you have another story, it's on, the cal- it's on the calendar. Do you have another story? You know where I went Friday night? Where? You know, Bottom is, of the Hill Club. Life is Zen. I was at the Master Brewers Association dinner at Anchor Brewing on uh, Friday How did you night. get invited to that? 
How come? How come? How come there was no ant that told me this? <laughs> Mystery Brewer got me to do it, and the uh, Mystery Brewer didn't show up. Wow! So you you were you were uh, Sans Date? Yes, I was Sans Date. And you know what the best part of it is? Well, first of all, uh, the, everybody was gathering and we were drinking beer in the Anchor Bar, and they said, "Okay, we're going to have two tours. You can either go on the brewery tour or the winery tour." Hmm. And I obviously went winery tour, right? <laughs> um, they had, um, but when uh, the the cocktail hour at the brewery, mm-hmm. um, they had the usual big bowls of sausage up on the bar, barbecued sausage, and then they had oysters in the uh, in the brewery. They had Olympia oysters, uh-huh. and they had gigantic, big, fat ones that they uh, that they'd grilled, and so. And this is this is something. It's it's like filling up on sushi. I got filled up on oysters. Those <laughs> must have been really big oysters, so that they could take them out of the shell and put them on the grill, so they didn't fall through. Actually, they were big enough that they probably could have been grilled that it's way. Not how you grill an oyster. It, it's I know you throw the. It's funnier though. But when you open it up and you try to suck it down, it was such a gigantic oyster that it was almost you needed a gross. fork. You to, needed a fork. You needed and a, knife. a knife and fork for the big ones. The little Olympia ones were, um, or from the Olympic area, um, they were the nice little small ones, and I was sucking those things down. But yeah, getting filled up on oysters is one of those things in life that is fun to do. Um, and then took the took the winery tour and then had dinner and I shouldn't have eaten at dinner because the oysters were more than delicious enough. Although the corn they had to go with the with the barbecue, the corn was really really good. See, this is my post cleanse lifestyle. Going, I don't really like the tri tip. Can I have some more corn, please? Weird. Yes. But um, chatted with folks. It was a good time. So yes, and did we can discuss off mic because we discussed we discussed this a couple of uh, uh, some other time. But yes, it was it, you know as as I say, first of all, the travel tip for anyone coming to San Francisco: get on the phone. I don't care how far off in the future you're coming to San Francisco. Go on that tour. Get on the phone and get on the anchor tour. Uh, and then for everybody who lives here, never pass up a party at anchor. Never, never. <laughs> well, that's because they have that big, huge block of blue cheese. From, they didn't have the big, huge block of blue they cheese. Didn't, they didn't haul it out because yeah. they haul it out at every single party. No, this wasn't a blue cheese party. I think they're different. They're different gradations. Next time I get invited to that and there's the blue cheese, I'm going to have the backpack ready. Oh, the the at, at the Christmas party or whatever party yeah. that was. Well, they have this. It's can I can I tell you something? It's kids? as big as a table. This kids, block of cheese. Yes, kids and there's at home. No way anyone's going to eat it all. Blue cheese in chili is delicious. Oh, yum. Blue, That's what I was doing. Blue, I was getting my bowl of chili and going over and like dumping blue cheese into it. It was fantastic. Wow, especially that blue cheese. Although, you know, with my hams, I sort of want a Domino's pizza. You know, you can order those online now. Yeah, I can't stand those pizzas. Death discs. Yes. That's what we used to call I them. I like Round Table. Round Table for delivery makes a really good pizza. So does Extreme Pizza. Yeah. I like Round Table. Actually, you know who delivers now? It's actually Little Star. Yeah, I was. Do they? No. Well, oh. um, for the folks at home, uh, there's the cult of you out there <laughs> known as the Chicago Pizza Deep Dish Fanatics. Uh, and originally, the uh, Zachary's. The, the only contender was Zachary's, and I still don't get Zachary's. You have to uh, wait a long time. Zachary's is just, yeah, I guess this is great if you want to eat 50 pounds of tomatoes and call it a pizza. 
Uh, that's motorbearschool.com. But, but Little Star. Little Star is better than is much better than Zachary's. And you don't have to it. drive across the bridge to get to it. Right. And they got a cornmeal crust. Don't they? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's right. Oh, John. What are we going to talk about oh, next, John? Uh, Pizza. The Ham. Dampus. Sam's has the got Ham's more. is good. So far from the three beers that I've had, uh, Old Milwaukee, I would describe the flavor as being cold. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> the... Uh, the uh, uh, PBR usually Tastes has like, more flavor, but we're keeping the beers good and cold. So I describe the flavor as cold. Cold uh, hams. It's really cold, but it's got flavor. And of the three so far, since I don't like the sweeter beers, I would say hams is sweeter than the other beers. Okay, I would agree with that yes. so far. Hmm. This is all part of the game you guys get to play at home. Exactly. Tell us, tell us what uh, what canned beers you guys get out there when you're when you're looking for what's what comes for five ninety nine into twelve pack. That's that's, that's, the that's kind of incredible, actually. <laughs> I was looking at them. Going, I think the value of the aluminum is almost four ninety nine. <laughs> right, more money almost than the beer is worth. Where's my aluminum ingot? Do we have one? No. no, we never have. We have that big block of uh, brass. It would feel good to bash my head in with an aluminum ingot right now. Hey, hey, kid. Should we do the hey, kid, and just wrap this up? Just put this thing to sleep? Just be done with it? What do you think? Let's get a call-in from the people at home. We're going to do a call-in version of Beer School soon. <laughs> Serious, because we're set. What do we have to wrap up? We haven't given any homework yet, John. Uh, the homework is to go to a tequila party, go to a barbecue, a record beer and, and record beer school, and not throw school. up. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've passed the homework, John. I have. <laughs> I can't. I'm so out of this show. Yeah, I'm going to go crawl into a hole. Pretty much. I'm going to. I'm going to put a scorpion up. I don't even know if we're going to release this show. Oh, we're releasing this show. Oh, we are? Oh, yeah. Oh, you think so? Oh, we are. It's going to go on the feed. Yes, it is. All hungover and everything. Yes. I don't think we've ever done a show like this. I'm not hungover. That's the sad part. My malaise is a much deeper-rooted problem. (laughs) Not really hungover. The thing that's weird about a tequila... After you go on a tequila bender, yes, is that you're it, you feel like you can do a lot of things, <laughs> like you're all like, yeah. <laughs> oh. So uh, I should finish the joke though. I should actually tell the end of that joke. Oh, that wasn't the end of the joke. No, John. that's not the end of the joke. I actually blew. I know how your jokes go, and I forget that was the end of the joke. No, it's not. <laughs> you want to start over? No, I don't want to start over. I just want to tell the the punchline. Okay. Okay. It's I like, never had 50 bucks before. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Go, John. I've, my father had big paws. My father had big paws. <laughs> oh. They're going to throw us under a bus. <laughs> You know what, though? What? The end of next week will still be number one on iTunes. Let's cheer to that. <laughs> cheer to that. All right. Okay, what's the end of the joke, John? The end of the joke Our is... listeners are really either really happy or really mad at us they're, right now. They're, they're like, wow, it's, it's melted down to the end. Speaking of the end, when you're out of slits, you're out of peer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that. D- despite what they were selling, all this stuff, woo, it's a little normally... All this stuff is great advertising. It is great advertising. I mean, you know, it's advertising that works because people actually bought 
billions of barrels of this beer. I've got a bumper sticker that says I break for artisans. Oh, that was the made-up weird campaign that for Oli. For Oli. I don't know if uh, Oli. The uh, end. The end of it. Yeah, I don't know if you were still in your Midwestern bunker at that time. That was two thousand and three. Oh, was it? Yeah, according to the thing. I don't remember that. Did I have TV then? Have I? Did I already become a monastic monk? I don't know. I knew you back then. Yeah. Uh, hard to know. Yeah. Speaking of hard to know. Uh. <laughs> Speaking of Omaha, actually, yes. Russ Russ Guile, G-U, it could be an I or it could be an R, so then he would be girl. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I would, would you, ima- could you imagine going through life being a guy with a last name of girl? It's like a girl named Sue, a boy named Sue. Hey, beer school gang. Sorry, my homework is late, but he I... He mailed us a coaster? He did. Sorry about... This is back in May he did this. This is like... It got thrown into the pile of coasters, and, and we forgot about it. Sorry, my homework is late, but we're later in reading it. Uh, but I didn't make it out to Fort Collins, Colorado until May 17th. Enjoy the show. Keep up the great work. Sadly, he's uh, probably not a listener anymore. Why? I don't know, because he didn't hear about his postcard from uh, New Belgium. New Belgium, the Wind Ensemble. I had some lovely I had some lovely New Belgian beer up at Stumptown yesterday. It's wind-powered. They make this wind beer with wind. Huh. Anyway, wind he put two stamps on the on the uh, the coaster, direct, wrote our name address on it, Sweet. set it off. That's pretty cool. I actually... Oh, I... I uh, <coughs> This is even made sort of like a It's postcard. made to be a postcard. a postcard. Those new Belgian people are bright. They're clever lads in Fort Collins, Colorado. They are. Except they never did send me the um, the uh, poster. The poster of what? The poster with... The, the Yoda poster that we need no, to No, we need the Yoda poster. Well, we're in the new, the new part of the office, but um, <laughs> studio. Um, no, the... Uh, <clears throat> for the... What the hell was the name of that beer? Eric's Ale. No, the one that had the the landing, the like oh, the spaceship the view, coming the down. View, the uh, the, the view, view, the view of the of the I brewery. Know, I know people. I can come up with that poster. Okay, well, I want that poster. Okay, okay. I'm, Mothership. I will get on that. Mothership. I want that poster. We could actually, if if I actually, uh, we can talk about this off mic, but we can come up with somebody from New Belgium too. Nuh-uh. Yeah. Wow. We have a really fun fall. <laughs> no, we're going to all these different places, and we're going to talk to all these great brewers and drink beer in their brewery. I don't kill myself before then. With the aluminum ingot that we don't have. But I'll loan you the brass thing, paperweight. I don't know. You could use the brass paperweight. I don't want to, I don't want to sully the, uh, the beautiful brass uh, apple thing you got. Weighs like five pounds. Yeah. It's cool. So what's the homework? The homework is beer. Um, the homework. No, the homework is this: the same thing that we're doing. Go out and get yourself some cheap beer and see what the flavors are. So and we could, didn't talk that much about the flavors, but one of the key, actually, if we want to talk the, about flavors. We could let this stuff warm up, but then it would be undrinkable. <laughs> so you got to put it in ice, and you can make the uh, you can do the the the, uh, the the cardboard cooler like I did, which was kind of you know beers in a bag, put ice around right. it. Then that's or you can get a cooler. 
you know, normal cooler, put it in there, make sure that there's some water in it, get it cold, 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 so that you taste nothing but cold. Sweet. And uh, get a couple of the of these. I mean, here's the, this is fun. It's 18 bucks for three six packs because <laughs> they're about $6 a piece. Right. Plus tax, plus your your uh, bottle, or actually, no, not bottle fee, but your can fee. And don't even bother putting these inside of a, you know, pouring them into a glass. Just drink them right out of the can. Exactly. Hey, uh, also, before we go, could you explain your cozy? Yeah. Okay. This is pretty cool. It's a cool cozy. Uh, Chef Blyden gave this to me. Ah, uh, Chef Blyden. And he was going to take it with him because he's going sailing. But this is flat. And so it looks like it was cut and then stitched. Yeah. Or be possibly glued. Nope, stitched. And so it's one piece of fabric, and but when it's when you you're done with yeah. it, it lays flat. Unlike the can holders that are fabricated much thicker. They're like a uh quarter a big of a piece of foam. It's a big piece of foam. It's like a half inch of foam. Yeah, it's a half inch of foam all around and it I doesn't was, it was, doesn't collapse. We sold a couple of those yesterday at the at the beer festival. <sighs> you know what? I lost five dollars. I lost my uh my seven-year, I don't know where it went. Oh. It was at Tornado, was hanging out. It's, you know what? It's in Lloyd's car. It's in Lloyd's car. It's in Lloyd's car. That's that exactly where... what's in Lloyd's car. <laughs> <laughs> I've got an answer to that question, and I'll give that off, Mike. <laughs> mm. Ham's beer. No, this is Olympia. Unlucky beer. It is lucky beer. It's... Well, if you turn it upside down, then it becomes lucky. If I turn it upside down, it would be unlucky because I'd pour beer pour all over. Pour beer my all hands. over. All right. So that's what I have to talk about. I'm done talking about this beer. Every now, every it now, it tastes vegetable-y to me. It, oh well. Um, following, it's definitely got a flavor following the hams. This is this is the Olympia beer following uh-huh. the hams beer. The flavor I got was like Brussels sprouts. Brussels is, sprouts. It's weird, but that... Ever had... Wait, Brussels sprouts made correctly or overcooked? Just the, the green it, of Brussels sprouts in general. Okay. Because if you overcook Brussels sprouts, they're foul. Yeah. They're really bitter. They're icky. They're like... There's like a space. Yeah. There's a fine line between... For the people at home, I'm holding my arms out at full length. Which is about seven... Straight up in the air. Feet wide. Yes. And the space for good Brussels sprouts is about as wide as this, the head on this microphone. That's right. It's about that far. Yeah. It's a very small sp- – and you can't eat them raw. Those are disgusting. Right. You can't eat them overcooked. So that, that's that's the flavor I'm getting out of the Soli following the hams. Really? Okay. I'm going to try that again and see if I taste Brussels sprouts. Done right? On the back of your tongue. Taste it on the back of your tongue. I'm not getting no. that. You know what? I'm. You my, know why? You need to go on the cleanse side. You know that's going to be my answer for the next six months. No, it's not because of that. I blew out my my taste at the tequila party. So since this show has just become a a, a train wreck, uh, how many tequilas did you taste last night? Run down what the tequila party is and what's going on. All right. So <sighs> you have to graduate beer school. You have to graduate six years of beer school before you can even start the tequila. The academy. problem. So the thing, the thing with the thing with this is is that it's really tough 
to. Oh, you got friends who are freaky tequila yeah, collectors. They're freaky tequila yeah. collectors. And so the thing is, is that sometimes they'll give you something and you'll, they're like, oh, I love this, the nose, the the caramel, the the fruit, the all this, and you taste it like, well, that tastes like tequila. <laughs> this was the beginning of this relationship with my friends. Yeah. And, okay, so I taste the next thing. I'm like, oh, okay, so I'm getting the butter and I'm getting the, you know, some of the nose that you're talking about. And over, it's literally taken seven years of doing, of going to this party and hanging out with these people to really begin to have the vocabulary to taste these things. Yeah. Uh, there was a, there was a tequila last night and I'm going to, I'm not going to name it because you're not going to be able to get it anyway. <laughs> it was $300 a bottle yeah. and the bottle is, is not even that big. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it's well, no, you'd think you'd spend 300 bucks. Like for example, the bombers that not the bombers, what the, uh, the big four liter or five liter bottles, that, the Jeroboom's, yeah, the Jeroboom's, like the the Vinny has, yeah, that, that are these really special things, like the Damnation comes in or the Supplication or one of the Shun beers that's there, and you give it as a gift. That costs sixty bucks. Yeah, that's as much as money as that beer costs. Yeah, right. Except when it's been aged, and then it might be a little bit more because it might be special or whatever. But that beer. Huge big beer, sixty bucks. Well, this tequila, which is you know wee bottle, not that you know like maybe a foot and a half tall, and the bottle is exquisite. But here it is, two hundred fifty bucks, and that's not even the most expensive thing that was at that party. But that was just this thing that rocked my world. <laughs> but if I would have had that five years ago, it would have been like, mm, oh, this, this is nice. Yeah, like, what do you like about this tequila? It's good. It's like, well, I like, you know, the wood. I like the agave that's coming through. I like the um, the smoke flavor that's coming out. And something, so just like beer, the tequila can be way out of balance, right? So you can get a beer that has been aged in a whiskey barrel for no reason. And it's, it it's tastes like, like it Coke takes... Left out overnight. Exactly. <laughs> so the same thing can happen with the tequila. You can have these tequilas that are over-oaked or that are too smoky or they're just they're just out of whack from, from themselves. Uh-huh. And so all of that's there. And some of it, you know, it's sitting right next to the best bottle of tequila that you'll ever have had. But here's this other thing that's just basically described as crap right now some people might taste it pick it up and go hmm i like this or hmm tequila right and there's no there's no discerning what those th- those flavors are i mean i like guinness out of a bottle <laughs> i like guinness on draft i don't have to like what you like you don't have to go drinking tequila every year no so the 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 spread of tequila so there's what, 50 there, different no different? there's 400 over 400 bottles of tequila at this party and so where i ended up sitting for the majority of the evening was a table about this size and it had by this size you mean 5 feet f- roughly feet. 5 feet and there were probably 40 bottles on this table uh-huh and this was the random table, not the highlands, not the lowlands, not the specials, but the random table. The stuff that the host liked to drink and their favorite tequilas that were that were there that they liked were on that table. So it was a pretty fun table to work because it was 
you know, people would come up and go, what should I try next? And we're like, well, what have you tried? Or what don't you like? And they would say, well, I tried. And they would describe the bottle because they don't know what the names are. And they would describe that. I'm like, oh, well, if you don't like that, then you definitely won't like this, this, this. So you should try this. Right. And they would say, well, I like it okay, but I don't like the... I don't like the fruit or I don't like the smoke or, you know, one of those, it usually was a sim, one of those descriptors. And it's like, okay, well, if you don't like the agave fruit coming flavor coming through, then let's try this because this is, and one of the requests was, I want something that tastes like scotch. <laughs> okay. You want a tequila that we tastes like scotch over here. Then we have some bottles of scotch, but then it was like, huh, okay, that's a challenge. So you're going through this vocabulary, and this memory of all the things that are there. Like, Petey Smokey. I know what that is. I'll be right back. And so I had to go down three flights of steps to the lowlands to get a humidor. Come back up, and they're like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. I love that. So, so your educated palate knows more than one language. My educated palate knows more than one language. Excellent. And uh, one of my guests there uh, who has a show called uh, Cocktails on the Fly. She uh-huh. teaches people about mixing drinks. Uh, it's an amazing show, and everyone should f- uh, find it on iTunes. Uh, it's called Cocktails on the Fly, and it has an airplane theme, and she's uh, air- she collects airplane mem- or airline memorabilia. So it's kind of a... Kind of an interesting. We need combination. to talk to somebody to get into the Caribbean zone if the, if the TC three is still in there. Really? Why would they ever take it out? I don't know. It still looks half abandoned. For the folks at home, there was a bar in San Francisco in the eighties uh, and nineties, the Caribbean zone, and inside the bar they had a DC three sort of suspended there, and you could sit up in the plane, and all, out, all the windows had TV monitors that made it look like you were flying over uh, Caribbean islands. Wow, that sounds fun. You ever been to the Caribbean zone? Nope. It closed It closed a while ago, but I swear the plane's in there because I've never seen a big hole taken out of the side right. of the building. Maybe they just demolished it. No, oh, that was still there. No, they took the plane apart from the inside out. Um, we shouldn't record this, but we should break into that building and see if the plane's still there. Oh, yeah. How fun would that be? Go on an adventure. Actually, what we should do. Actually, I know. <laughs> find the real. This is a funny story. Find the real. I know the person who's going to be condemning that building for a transportation project. Cool. I We're going we on an expedition. A, we should have a party there. When a they last take, gasp. When they take possession of the building. Cool. I'll we have to make a note to myself. Make a note. Well, they, they owe me a favor. <laughs> One last airplane ride. It's, so anyway, I brought beer school from the, and the the rumor is the plane was actually the Doobie Liner, which was the Doobie Brothers oh, uh, wow. personal airplane when they were touring. Huh. What do you know? That's <laughs> that's you know? that's historic right there. <laughs> exactly. Huh. So anyway, I brought Alberta as one yes. of as one of the one of two guests that were, were there last night. Well, and, I was busy thinking of creative ways. And to she kill walks into the place and she's like my cranium. She couldn't get over the fact that there was that many tequilas, that there was that m- that much going on. She's like, "I gotta go, I gotta go." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "I gotta go, I gotta go get a gift." I'm like, "I gotta go rub one off." <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> I gotta go get a gift for these people. I'm like, they don't want anything. It says on the on the invite, no gifts, right? And if you're bringing a gift, then it has to be like one of these uber out of reach no one can find oh it's what i put on all my all my invitations yeah no gifts under 500 dollars in value accepted 
exactly. Get a laptop one year for my birthday. <laughs> well, there you go. See, I got a Newton two thousand one year for my birthday. Those things are those things work better than lots of things still. <laughs> than that thing that has no name. God, that thing. That thing is so ridiculous by comparison to a Newton. At least by the time the Newton two thousand came out, or the Newton two thousand one, which is even better, that thing. That thing can't hold a candle to the power do that, you that think, Newton had. Do you think that there's anybody left at Apple who worked on both the Newton and no. the iPhone? <laughs> no. Nobody who worked on a Newton worked on that thing. <laughs> and somebody's going to tell us one way or the other. But I think all those people went to... Uh, what was the... Oh, uh, hand, not Handspring. Not uh, hand, uh, General Magic? Yeah, general, they all went to General Magic. Yeah. All the people that worked on the on the Newton went to GM. And what happened to General Magic? They got... On, they, had a, they had... Well, Sony was their, was their, their big company that they were working yeah. for. And when Sony didn't... When Sony realized that Newton 4.0 was never going to work... Was never yeah. going to work, then they pulled the plug on that thing and... I have the prospectus for their IPO or something, General Magic. I've got a friend who's a... Actually, I... Now we're way off topic. Way, but, you know... But this, anyway, I've at got, least a, we're I've got talking a friend about... who's really into to Apple stuff, mm-hmm. and he's the guy who got me the prospectus for, for General Magic's IPO. And uh, I don't think he listens to MacBreak or uh, This Week in Tech or any of that stuff, and I should turn him on to that. Cool. Well, he can be on the other show that we have a lot of fun doing. Yeah. All right. Well. Where is that kid? Where is the kid? He's got to ring the bell. Hey, kid. Ring the bell. God. <laughs> kill me. Kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs> Just kill me now. We didn't say class dismissed. You can't push the button until we say class dismissed. Class dismissed. dismissed. I'm going to go die now. <laughs>